Hey y'all and welcome back to the Bedroom Talks podcast where we get financially intimate. I'm your host Dr. Michelle Marie and we've got a pretty interesting guest today and I say interesting well you know what you'll find out why I say that. Ladies this one is for you. Okay, we are thrilled today to have Kathy, a dedicated financial coach who's changing lives for women everywhere. Kathy knows that managing your finances can be tough, especially when you're on your menstrual cycle because it adds another layer of complexity. If you've ever felt the monthly struggle with your partner over money or the emotional spending roller coaster, this is the episode for you. Kathy is here to help you harness the power of your cycle and connect you with your money like never before. Get ready for insights that will transform your relationship with both your body and your finances. And when she's not empowering women, you'll find Kathy cheering on her children and exploring the great outdoors with her husband and her furry friends. Get ready for this inspiring conversation that's sure to leave you feeling empowered and ready to take control of your financial journey. Hey, y'all. Get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it. At least not thoroughly, anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate, a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're going to cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer. And let's unrobe this topic. All right, y'all. This is going to be a fun and enlightening conversation. I am sure of it. And I don't know about you, but I have personally experienced the emotional roller coaster in regard to my cycle. And I didn't do very well with my decision making throughout that time period, especially when it came to my finances for years. And I still am learning a lot. That's why I'm super grateful for Kathy and um, her being with us today. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this conversation started. So Kathy, thank you so much for uh, doing this with us, for being here today. Uh, Thank you for sharing your insight. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of a quick, better intro, I'd say, in in your words on who you are and what you do. 
Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Dr. Michelle. Uh, so I'm Kathy Lemire, um, otherwise known as the Menstrual Money Coach, which uh, <laughs> I've found that to be a, a polarizing uh, business name. I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I, I started off as a financial coach. Um, I came to financial coach coaching through um, my husband and I struggles with our money. And I, I, I feel like this is such an aligned podcast to be on because having those uh, intimate financial conversations is so important and something we weren't doing for a very long time. And not... Um, intentionally just didn't really know that we should be having those conversations and really struggled. Our marriage was really suffering. Um, we were growing our family and uh, the more kids we had and I was taking a step back from work, it just, the, the financial pressure and the financial burdens were just growing. And um everything kind of came to a head where we were, we were talking separation because um, mm -hmm. we were just so stressed out. And um, I would lay in bed at night and think like, what if something happens to him? Like, I don't know who like we pay our mortgage to and was just like really out of the loop financially. And it, and it wasn't, again, it wasn't intentional. It was just, we were haphazardly winging it every single pay cycle. And so we kind of just came to this breaking point and knew we needed to get help, but didn't even really know that help existed for, you know, we weren't looking for help with our investments and retirement planning. And we just needed help with day to day. How do we get out of this hole that we're in? And, you know, my husband was pretty resistant in the beginning. And, you know, he was kind of like, it's not rocket science, Kath. It's, you know, we just have to spend less than we earn. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. And you know that. But we're not said and done, right? <laughs> yeah. And it just felt like, of course, but some things like there's a disconnect here. And so reluctantly, he agreed and that was just the catalyst for changing everything for us. We began communicate, like really communicating for the first time in our marriage. We had a plan for our money. We were on the same page. Um, we had no more like surprises anymore. And when we first started our journey with our finances, you know, we had already paid off most of our student loans and we sold vehicle loans, but had $20,000 worth of credit card debt. Mm -hmm. And within 18 months went from paying off that $20,000 and to having a fully funded $20,000 in the bank emergency fund. And wow. it was just, it was so life-changing for us. And at that time, I had started taking more and more of a step back, working outside of the home and was really struggling, just not really feeling like I was finding my groove, staying at home and kind of feeling like, is this it? This, this was never really the plan feeling a little resentful, feeling like I was missing a little bit of my purpose. And um, 
as we were going through this process of cleaning up our own finances, I was telling everybody I knew about it. And so my friends and family just started saying, hey, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you help people with this? And I was like, I don't know that that's a thing. And and so I just started looking into it. And sure enough, um, it is financial coaching. It is, for me, has been one of the most rewarding professional things I've ever done. And so I started my business. It was going great. And then, you know, I still found that there were times that now, even though we had all these tools, my husband and I were better at communicating, all these things, there were times when, like, we would sit down to work on our money together and we were not seeing eye to eye and we were falling back into old habits of bickering and arguing and blaming and all of those things. And he just kind of started to say to me, are you in the clouds? Cause that's what like, those are his words for when I am in PMS in, in the storm clouds. <laughs> and at first I was like, Oh, you know, how dare you, how dare you like insinuate that it's my PMS is why we're having money, you know, difficult money conversations or like not even that I would just feel um, like I couldn't even look at the numbers and the, but it was like looking at Greek letters. Like it just, I would look at the numbers and be like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to go do this. Like my ADD would, would kick into overdrive. And so it was probably too many months of this cycle before I started to really make the connection. And then I really, and once I started making that connection for myself, I started to really then notice that those same patterns in my clients and just started to think, I think I might be onto something here. And, you know, I was feeling really frustrated and not feeling heard um, in the care I was receiving towards my cycle. So I just, I wanted more than anything, women to feel heard when it came to what they were experiencing and empowered when it came to their money. So that's that's a a quick roundabout way of, of how I, I got here to this, to this niche. No, I, that is, absolutely love the fact that you shared all of that. Um, I really feel like there's a lot of similarities between both of our stories. Number one, which, you know, you had a financial struggle and you started figuring things out and you started talking to people about it and they're like, Hey, you know, this is something you should consider doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And the whole thought process of, well, what, huh? Right. And then discovering the possibilities and whatnot. And I basically went through the same thing, went through my own financial crisis, started figuring things out, started talking through it, talking to people about it, helping people. And people started asking why I wasn't doing it as a business. And I was like, I never thought of that. So I just love how, you know, those, those connections are there. Um, and that's a testimony to anybody. Like you can take your mess and it can become a masterpiece. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can use that to help other people. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what both of us are doing. So I love that. Um, I also love the aspect of, you know, you were focused on how you were feeling. First off, the fact that your your husband pointed it out. Yes, I know. Sometimes it's kind of like when I'm feeling stressed, 
or something of that nature and someone goes, why are you stressing? I'm like, don't, don't go there, <laughs> right? Like if somebody says stop stressing or don't let it stress you out or something like that, like that's a trigger for me mm -hmm. and I don't like it, <laughs> but I get it too, right? I get the um, emotion behind that. I get what they're seeing. I don't always feel it in that moment, but I get it, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be more aware and it's nice sometimes when we have people around us that can point things out, but do it in a way that doesn't come off super judgy, mm -hmm. right? Cause that doesn't help anything. Right. Um, and then you really like took that and we're like, hold on, what's really going on here? Like what, what, like let's, let's focus on this. And to be honest with you, this conversation about our menstrual cycles and things that us women deal with, we don't talk about it enough. Absolutely. Just like at, in, in the intro, it talks about um, sex, mental health, and finances being three topics that we don't talk about hardly at all. They're, they're very um, intimate conversations with people. So are the things that women deal with. Mm -hmm. And we've got to break that mold. Like we, Yeah. And we, we think so often, you know, like it's just something that we have to deal with on our own. Um, just like we thought we had to just deal with our money on our own, that there was no one to help. And what that does is it, we, we internalize a lot and start to just silently suffer when in reality, you know, it was my husband that noticed it because it's my husband who's walking on eggshells for a week every month. Right. So he's a little more um, sensitive maybe to what I'm going through because he can sense the tension in the room, you know, without really knowing much else about what might be going on. So mm -hmm. it is our partners if they're paying attention. And, you know, and I, I also want to like dispel the myth that like, you know, we're seen as just these, you know, crazy hormonal women and like, that's not the case, but we do have a lot going on hormonally that when you understand what's going on and you can say to your partner, like, yeah, this is just how I'm feeling right now. This is what I need. They can then learn how to better support you in that, in that phase, whatever phase you're in. Um, and knowing that like, this isn't just a, a new you, this isn't your new normal this is just, this is you for a few days and then things are going to shift, right? But knowing that and acknowledging that and so many times we we don't share that with our partners or we feel they don't feel empowered to have that intimate conversation with us. So then no one's talking about it. Everyone in the house is kind of walking on eggshells, kind of afraid to talk to mom and... um our inner dialogue then starts to become like, oh my God, I'm such a terrible mother. Like here I am, you know, snapping at my kids again, snapping at my husband. Right. And we start having this, like, I'm, I'm such a terrible mother. I'm such a terrible wife. Why don't I want to do anything? Why do I feel like this again? Instead of just saying, this is just where I'm at. And then when we know that we can take things off our plate, so we're not getting to that place where we're, you know, about to explode. 
Because I know, like, we've had one too many arguments over, you know, the coffee mug being left by the side of the sink in the morning. And the argument's never about the coffee cup, right? It's about, like, all the little things that happened in the previous month, and it all comes out at that point, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's never about that one thing. But really, you know, and I think for us as, as women, um, we tend to take on a lot. And maybe always don't want to say no to to things, especially if it's kids' activities or involvement in school activities, church activities, whatever it might be. And then those activities start coming around and it's like the last thing you want to do. So you push through and who, you know, usually bears the brunt of that are our loved ones who are at home. Right. And so then we're like, oh, I yelled again. I feel terrible. Instead of looking at that and saying, you know what, when this, when this event comes around for me, it's not going to be a really a great time. So I'm going to pass on that. I mean, we don't need to explain all that. Um, and by taking some things, what we can off of our plate, we're not overwhelming ourselves to the point where we are snapping at everyone around us. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I can tell you that over the last couple of years, I've been really paying attention a lot more around the time of my cycle. And specifically, probably in the last six to nine months, mm -hmm. I've noticed uh, some major differences during that time frame where all of a sudden, not only am I more irritable, but I am so much more emotional. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what, like, I would just cry over the littlest thing. And I'm like, what in the world? I started thinking to myself, I want to just take an entire week off of work every single month. <laughs> mm -hmm. I really do. Um, I'm not quite at the point of being able to do that yet, but I can make um, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word right now. Uh, I, I can do some things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can scale back a little bit mm -hmm. at least right now and then work to a point of being able to scale back more so that I am not more overwhelmed. Right now, I am fortunate that I don't have a partner in the home, but one day there will be <laughs> and I have to be prepared for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I want to kind of delve into this portion, this portion a little bit more. So money and emotions go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Can you share some insights on how emotion, um, our, our emotional states are influenced by our menstrual cycles and impact our financial decisions? Sure. Um, yeah, you know, and I just want to mention too that this isn't um, specific for you know, women who are in, in partnerships, I have uh, quite a few women who are single women and, you know, they're experiencing the same things. They might not have a partner in the home who is uh, experiencing that alongside them. But then what happens for those women is they start to think like, what's wrong with me? You know, why am I here again? What is wrong with me? And when you, if you don't have someone to talk to about that, um, it really starts to affect your, your mindset. And, you know, you and I both know the way we, we 
think about something is going to be the way we feel about it and is going to, you know, result in the actions we take and, and the results that we get. So um, exactly. what this looks like, you know, with our money, this is how I often see it presenting. So I will meet with a client, whether that's a couple or a, a single woman, um, say around her ovulation phase. So our ovulation phase, we are like wired to connect. That is when we are feeling most outgoing, um, really positive emotions, feeling hopeful, feeling excited, feeling really energetic, right? So we will meet at that time and they're super excited because they're, um, all their numbers are updated. They feel really great about that. This is can also be the time though, um, that if you're not really planning ahead for things when, you know, every invitation is a yes. Like you want to go get drinks after work? Yes. Do you want to have a girl's night? Yes. So we start saying yes, 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 because we're like, oh, everything sounds fun. We have a lot of energy and we want to go out. We want to go go do things. And um, so if we're saying yes to all of those things, then what happens two weeks later when we move into the later phase of our cycle and we're reconciling all of our numbers maybe we overspent during that phase. And now we're having to correct some of that overspending. And if you're not aware of that pattern that's happening, now that same client who felt super hopeful and energetic and excited about the progress they were making, now that person is showing up saying, I blew it again. And I told you I was no good with money. This confirms it. See, this is what I do every time and time again. This is how, this is my pattern. This is my habit. I'm never going to get this. And so their mindset has completely shifted from where they were feeling very positive and hopeful towards their, their progress and their financial situation to now feeling very hopeless and frustrated and why am I here again? And so managing that mindset and then, you know, you might feel, you know, you might be feeling more irritable, more cranky, more introverted at that time. That would not be the time if you have a partner, right? To sit down and try and do a budget. It's, it's just not. Um, however, like earlier in that phase, we have a great, um, attention to detail and focus. So it's it's really all about timing and knowing, okay, this is just where I'm at right now. I'm going to feel really different in a few days. So I'm going to give myself permission to not even look at it. I'm not even going to look at it until I can look at it from a different perspective. And just having that awareness it just is so empowering for women because then they're like, it's the the story that they're telling themselves that they're bad with money, they blew it again, all these things isn't really true, right? And so we just need to wait a few days and then you can say, okay, so now that I have a more level, I'm not feeling as heightened emotionally. I can look at these numbers and say, I did 
go over my budget during that phase two, three weeks ago. But I now have the confidence and I have the skills that I can pivot. I can correct what I need to do. And I know this might be something I have to pay attention to. Right. And so either we can build that in. If you are someone who is just like naturally extroverted and likes to go do those things, um, let's make space for that. If um, you're a little more of the type of person who, when they're in that higher irritability phase, um, likes to online shop and just cart and cart and cart. <laughs> Um, recognizing that that might be your pattern, right? We all have a little bit, like for me, um, my pattern was definitely leaned towards bickering and arguing and fighting during PMS. Mm. That is my pattern. But we all have different patterns, right? Right. Um, but it's recognizing that and knowing really what the right task is at the right time. So my pattern um, is food. Mm. And most of the time, I don't have a lot of energy during during time of cycle. I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of energy. I'm more time working all day. I'm doing business things and I'm drained a lot more quickly. Right. And so I get hungry and I start craving things. I have a really bad sweet tooth and it's worse during my cycle. But I also just get you know, more, I just, my cravings are all over the place during my cycle and I don't have energy. So I don't want to cook. And because I live by myself, I don't have to cook if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So what is my option? Ordering food. Mm -hmm. It's not cheap to keep doing that all the time though. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I know that about myself and I'm constantly like, okay, Michelle, how many times have we done this this month? How many times have we done this already this week? Right? Like, <laughs> got to really think about it and be like, okay, maybe we need to scale this back a little bit. <laughs> right? Like, like you said, it's the awareness piece. Mm -hmm. Definitely 100% awareness and um, giving ourselves grace. Yes. It is so hard mm. for us women to give ourselves grace. And it's amazing how far that can go. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How just give ourselves a little, and because, you know, and that's why um, so many times when I'm talking to people about what I do, so many people think financial coaching is all about the budget and all about the numbers. Like people want to approach it as it's a math problem. And yep. you and I both know this is not a math problem. Not right? anywhere near it. And I mean, yes, do we have to get into the numbers and look at it and stuff? Absolutely. But if it were strictly a math problem, most of us probably would not be in the financial situation we find ourselves in. Yep. If it were strictly a math problem. So when we're looking at that other like 80%, that's not the math problem. Um, what I find is so much when we just keep saying yes and to all of these things and not having boundaries and we push through 
that's where we are just chronically exhausted and just having the awareness of saying, this is not the right time for me to do this removes the guilt mm -hmm. because we're so quick to just say like, oh, if I don't show up for this, like, you know, I don't, what are people going to think? They're going to think I, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to support my kids or I don't want to be involved with the kids school or, um, whatever that might be for you. Or I'm always, I, you know, I had a client that she showed up and was just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. It comes to this and I just start flaking, right? Like all these things I committed to and it's, they're all during this phase of my cycle when the actual event is. And I feel like such a flake because I just keep canceling instead of holding that boundary and, and taking that moment to pause and say, let me just check my calendar before you're giving that yes, so that you can see like, is this going to line up with how I might be feeling at that time? And then saying, you know, and if it's like you already have maybe one or two things that you can't really move around, then that might be a no. And it is a guilt-free no. And you don't have to tell anybody why. It's just a no. And when we start doing that and holding that boundary, um, we start to what happens is our mindset, our mindset begins to shift. Mm -hmm. We stop telling ourselves um, we're a flake or we're lazy or why don't we just want to do it or whatever that script is in your head that you find yourself saying. And um, we, we preserve our energy. Right. So mm -hmm. when we start to preserve our energy, we have more energy going into the next phase. So we don't feel so utterly, completely depleted. And so, so much of like cycle syncing and helping that, whether that is your, you know, just in your life and how you're running your life, your day to day or with your money, it's it's really an invitation for us to slow down so that we can sustainably be reaching our goals because you know as we know with anything that you're if you set a, this big audacious goal whether it's you know i'm going to start exercising 90 minutes a day right mm -hmm. how long might that last before if you've never done that before a week at best right <laughs> but if you say you know what i can commit to walking 10 minutes this week that I can do. Yep. Right. When I'm on my cycle, I can commit to doing yoga and that's it. And that's all I need to do. And then when you hit those other phases where your energy's up, your hormones are up, you're feeling like you have energy to burn. Hey, maybe this is when I want to try and get that 90 minutes in. Because that's more in alignment. So it's not always the fastest, like, you know, we're going to go all super intense and, um, you know, cut out everything because that's just not sustainable. And I, I think what we need as women are, we've been doing that. We've been pushing through and going and going and going. And I'm saying, I'm inviting you to say, let's slow down. Let's get very clear on what it is that you actually want, what you value and what your priorities are. And we're going to slow it way down.
And so much of that comes down to boundaries for mm -hmm. ourselves. So much. As you were talking about that, I was remembering a book that I read years ago. Oh, sheesh. It must have been at least eight years ago, if I remember correctly. And it's by Lisa Turkhurst. And it's called The Best Yes. And in there, she talks about, uh, she's talking to us women who like to just say yes to everything and go, 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 and not, you know, being, I don't want to call it afraid, but sometimes we're afraid to say no, because what if they say this? What if this happens? What if that, right? The whole what is. What she was explaining in this book is, uh, especially in situations like this, when you say no to somebody else, when you say no to an opportunity that's presented to you for the right reason, you're saying yes to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is what she calls your best yes. Or you're saying yes to a better opportunity, right? So if you are, know that you're going to be more likely emotionally drained two weeks from now and you say, you know what, I'm going to say um, for that week, I'm, I'm going to say yes to myself. I'm not going to do these particular things that I'm being asked to do. I know that if I give myself that time, I will be more energized mm -hmm. the next week for the things that I already have or those opportunities that come up. And I can serve those people better. I can be more attentive to those uh, situations, whether it be your family, your friends, your jobs, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think we we don't like the word no. We think we give it like this negative connotation. But when we flip it, take that mindset piece and add that in, right? And flip it and go, you know what? Saying no to that and that moment is saying yes to myself that goes back to that grace perspective mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and just realizing that as we're doing these things we're not only improving ourselves we're improving our household as well right because what that does is it allows you to then truly show up as the best version of yourself energetically yep. to where you have that energy to give to your children your friends your community whomever it might be, um, <clears throat> because you're, you're preserving that, that energy for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, as we women get a little bit older, mm -hmm. our bodies start to change more. Mm -hmm. Like we can never stop with the change, can we? <laughs> like, my goodness, right? So we start moving into this phase called perimenopause, mm -hmm. which if people don't know, which I found a lot of people don't, especially women who are in their 30s have no idea because people aren't talking about it you can actually start perimenopause anywhere between 15 to 10 years prior to going through menopause. Mm -hmm. I also learned recently that the average age a woman goes through menopause is about 51 years old. Mm -hmm. So if you're anywhere between 35 to 40 years old, or I should say 35 to 45 years old, you could be 
in that phase or starting that phase. I'm not saying you are, but you could be, right? Mm-hmm. That adds a whole nother layer to this entire thing because as I've discovered recently, um, I am in that phase. And part of the reasons why I've been more irritable and more emotional than usual is because my hormones are even more out of whack, mm-hmm. right? So my question to you in, in figuring, factoring in this perspective, um, have you coached anyone or have you done any kind of, you know, analyzing or thought processing on any of the differences between just the normal cycle and perimenopause cycles and where and is there anything that you would do differently for someone who or suggest differently for someone who's in perimenopause versus just a menstrual cycle in regard to um, this conversation about managing their finances or do you think that it's the approach is pretty much the same well i think um <clears throat> that's a great question and i think uh the thing is for women who are just having regular normal non-complicated cycles whether that means they are still on hormonal birth control or an iud or maybe they have a another health condition that they're not cycling regularly um they're not really paying attention because we're we're not right we were never really the only thing we were ever really at least for me i'll speak for myself um taught about or that we are concerned about our cycle before your perimenopausal or menopausal pertains to fertility that's it right so all the other stuff no one's really talking to you about that so i would say for those women who are having a normal cycle who might not be there yet i think if you the approach would be the same if you are someone who who wants to really embrace this feminine approach to um being connected with your body being connected with your money because that's that's really at the root here of what we're talking about is coming back to a place of connection and you know for so long we are so disconnected with our body and not paying attention to what's going on not listening to those signals and those little clues um we just are like you know we just write it off and unfortunately if you're going to your doctor and you're starting to experience these things they're probably writing you off as well Mm -hmm. and you know and it's the same thing with our money you know really that that place of you know, feeling like you're out of control with your money or you have no control over your money comes from a place of being disconnected, where you're disconnected from your goals, you're disconnected from your your priorities, what your values are, what you want most in life. So both of these things, whether it's your money or your cycle, really is about coming back to becoming really connected with yourself and what it is that you really want. And so I would say it's while you can apply cycle syncing at any phase. Now, if you're menopausal or postmenopausal and you're not cycling at all, but you still want to embrace that cyclical energy following the moon cycles, the lunar cycle is a great way to, um, to still live in that cyclical energy. 
Mm -hmm. um, but we don't really start paying attention or start asking what the heck's going on with me until we hit that perimenopausal phase, right? Because that's when we start to say like, ooh, I'm not, I'm not feeling normal. I'm feeling like you're feeling all over the place and you're feeling energetically up and down and crying and irritable and all these things. And so we don't really start looking into it or start asking those questions until we're perimenopausal. Um, so I, I would say I, my message tends to resonate more and I tend to attract more women who are perimenopausal because they're the ones who are saying like, I feel anything but normal right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the, for the women who aren't there yet, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it doesn't seem to affect me. Right. Um, and it, it may, or it may not, it, it who knows, but it's, it's a great way, um, no matter what phase you're in to start, to start paying attention, because it's really great then if you start embracing cycle syncing in your life to help you manage these other bigger things that you want to tackle, um, what that does is it gives you really great information and data on yourself so mm -hmm. that when you go to your annual physical, you can say to your doctor, this is exactly what I've been experiencing instead of just like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel this way. Sometimes I feel that way. Um, you know, I know for years when I would go to the doctor, like what's one of the very first questions they ask you, you know, when was, was the your last cycle? Yeah, what was the first day of your last yeah. period? And I would always be like, I don't know, you know, cause I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, why is that important? You know, um, like I know I'm not pregnant. Like that's the only, only thing <laughs> that I would even pay attention to that for. And, you know, but so I didn't know what was going on with me. Again, I was disconnected from this, like what's really our superpower. Each phase of our cycle, we have this like unique, um, like superpower that when you really tune in and start paying attention, you notice when like, wow, I feel like really creative right now. And I feel really, um, like, I would love to meet a friend for coffee and sit and chat for hours right now. Or you have this time where you could just sit and, you know, daydream about what you want your future to look like, where you just have these really big ideas and it seems so dreamy and like you're open. And then you have a phase where, you know, you have, I mean, I, I noticed this already with my 15 year old daughter who will, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday is like cleaning her room, like practically dusting the, the baseboards, you know, because it's just that, like, I think we've all experienced that like rage cleaning or that like PMS cleaning, yep. where it's just you <laughs> clean top to bottom, you know, and it's, or those like tasks that felt like you couldn't really get done for some reason, all of a sudden become very easy to do right. Where you have, where you really just have this sense of like, I need to tie up loose ends. So each phase has its own superpower and within that there are ideal activities to be doing. And then there are activities that are not ideal to be doing. And so when we're looking at our cycle as a whole, 
you know, there are some things that just we can't move all the time, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. we just can't. But if we can have some that grace again with ourselves of of like I'm may not be showing up as the best version of myself for this event or whatever. Um, but it's just because I know I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling my best self and give ourselves that grace. It's okay. But then what that allows us to is to, is to move what we can, right? There are some things that we, that we can move, but we have a lot more control over what we can move around than we want to think that we do that part. And actually it's interesting because I talk with people about, you know, when they're building their money management plan, I shy away from calling it budget these days because people don't like that word very much. <laughs> so when I'm helping people develop their money management plan, um, I actually kind of take some, I help to take some of that burden off of them um, for this, for that exact reason right there. We are emotionally tied to our, expenses mm -hmm. and we don't realize it we are also emotionally tied to our to-do list mm -hmm. and the activities we've signed up for and all of the commitments that we've made and it's like we as women have this tendency of okay maybe not every woman but a lot of women have this tendency of saying okay yes and staying committed no matter what mm -hmm. which in some situations is absolutely fantastic. Like in a marriage, you should stay committed, <laughs> right? <laughs> to your kids, for the most part, you should stay committed. But there are things that we, we have to learn. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We have to learn the boundaries. We have to learn, like sometimes this is not my best yes. Sometimes this is my, you know, best yes. Saying yes to myself is better sometimes. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> and I think just, you know, really acknowledging how your mindset might shift mm. as you go through that cycle. Um, <clears throat> that is just so important in managing that mindset and being aware of it and knowing um, you know, I used to think like during PMS, you know, I'm, I'm ready to walk out on my family again. I can't do this. Mm. I'm like, I, I just can't do it. I'm not cut out for this. And then three days later, I'd be like, gosh, what was I so upset over? Like my life's pretty great. <laughs> my kids are pretty fantastic, you know? Um, but I just, it took me a really long time for me to be, to say like, no, I'm not, my life is not falling apart. My, the world's not crashing down on me. I'm just feeling, you know, extra overwhelmed right now. It's okay. I know this is just where I'm feeling right now. And I know I'm going to feel very different in a few days and just allowing myself the permission to just acknowledge and feel that and let it go has just allowed me to no longer feel like the weight of the world is on my chest or it, that, that overwhelm and just in simply acknowledging it and being able to say, I know I'm going to feel different in a few days. Yeah. Um, I want to take 
a minute to ask you to expand upon um, the cycle syncing concept. And we are uh, closing in toward the end of the, the hour here. Um, I really, I kind of understand it, but I'd like to see if you can kind of put it in a little bit more simplistic terms, just in case there's somebody listening. They're like, I don't get what she's talking about. Yeah. So, so <laughs> is really, it's looking at each phase of your cycles, right? So we have four cycles, which I'll be honest, I don't even think like at 40 years old, I knew I could tell you what the four phases of our cycle were and what is happening with us. So um, really the you know, we we think of our cycle starting with our menstrual phase, like the actual bleed, but that's really the culmination of the cycle, but it's the easiest to track and know, right? So mm -hmm. you have your menstrual phase. So that phase, you're being called to rest. It's what you naturally are feeling inclined to do. You might be feeling very low energetically, um, crampy, tired, like all of those things, right? Like that's not the day that you want to be doing the massive presentation at work yeah. or whatever it might be, right? And and we know that. We intrinsically know that, but we don't necessarily plan our life accordingly. And so that's, that's the first phase. And then so after, as you go through your menstrual phase, your hormones start to, to rise and you head into your follicular phase. So you're going to notice your energy is beginning to creep up. Um, that's when you're going to start feeling a little more, you feel more outgoing, a little more energetic. That's a really great time to have a conversation with your partner of, you know, what do we see coming up this next month for us? Um, what's our calendar look like? What do our finances look like? What do, what do we want the next quarter to look like? That's a great time to be having those conversations. And then we move into our ovulation phase. That is where we are at our peak. We are primed to be um, connecting with others, where we feel really outgoing, we're more articulate. Like that is the time when if you do have to give a presentation at work, that's when you want to do it because you're going to, you have less anxiety, you have more energy, you are going to feel really energized by what you're talking about. And that's going to come through. Um, and it, people are going to feel that from you. Um, then after ovulation, our hormones start to, to take a dip that first week after ovulation. Um, so then we kind of have two weeks of what's called the luteal phase and your hormones start to dip a little bit. That first week, you still have a, um, some great energy from your ovulation phase. That's when um, it's a great time to tie up loose ends. That's when we feel like we can really focus really well. Um, and then the second uh, week of that phase is when we might start to feel those increasing feelings of anxiety, overwhelm, um, however that presents, you know, typically that's when like those food cravings really come in. And, you know, and so that's where conversations around money might not go as smoothly, things like that. That's when, you know, things you might have on your calendar that you're just like, oh, it feels like an obligation. It feels like it's going to take a lot of extra effort for you to show up and be excited, happy. It's not, you know, 
you're showing up, but you don't really want to do it. And, you know, and then your, your hormones are dropping at that, at that point. And then it's when they're at their lowest level, then that's what actually triggers us then to start the menstrual phase. So we are going, our hormones are going up and down, up and down all through. And so we feel that we are a hormonal being and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing Mm. wrong with us. It's just how we work. Unlike men whose hormones cycle on a 24 hour cycle. So they're going to show up and they have, I mean, yes, they have stress as well. Yes. They may not have had a great night's sleep or something like that, but for the most part, their hormones are repeating on a 24 hour cycle. So it would be crazy for us to think that we can show up day in and day out with the same energy as our partners, as our coworkers, because we just hormonally are not the same. Right. Well, you have given so much uh, insight and value today. I I, first off, I just appreciate you and I'm blown away. It's helped me already um, just from the prior conversation we had and then uh, having this conversation as well. Um, I want to take a moment to ask you um, if there is a piece of encouragement, something that, you know, you just want to leave the listeners with um, that's encouraging And then I want to give you an opportunity to kind of share a little bit about, um, you know, what you have to offer, any offers you have, any freebies you have, how people can connect with you and find out more about you and um, and if they're interested in working with you. Yeah. Um, Well, I first and foremost, I just I want them to feel heard and I want them to know it's not all in your head. Mm -hmm. If that is what you've been thinking, what what is wrong with me? I don't know if you may have been dismissed by your doctor and were just said, yeah, you're perimenopausal. Welcome to being a woman. Um, it's not all in your head and we can bring balance. And, you know, a lot of women may need to go do further hormonal testing to see what their particular hormonal imbalance is. But cycle syncing is a great way to get started on that journey, to know um, what your unique patterns are so that you can start that journey of becoming connected back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that it's really a beautiful thing. It's, I mean, it's it's really, it's a really beautiful thing that we can be embracing. It doesn't have to be this idea of just something we have to manage and deal with. It really doesn't. And when you embrace it, instead of fighting against it, it just, it's such a, it can be such a massive shift in your life. So I would really want to encourage anyone if they are feeling like they're on that hormonal roller coaster to know that you don't just have to stay there, right? Just like if you're feeling super stressed and not knowing what to do with your money, you don't have to just stay there. There there are things that you can do. Um, I love talking about this and I know where I could, we could go on and on, I know. Um, but I know you, you want to wrap up. Um, yeah, so I, I work, I think the best way to find me first is um, on Instagram at the menstrual money coach. Um, that's where I tend to hang out the most. 
And if you are thinking like, yeah, I think maybe some of this could be at play here in, in my mindset, and I'm not really sure, I have a great quiz on my website. Um, I think Dr. Michelle is going to drop the link in the show notes to that. Yep. You can uh, take the quiz and it'll give you a sense of um, maybe which pattern might be your pattern in how your cycle might be showing up in, in your life and having that impact. I love it. I love it. I'm probably going to take the quiz myself just because <laughs> I want to see what it says. <laughs> um, again, I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for, um, for being here and sharing your insight and your value. Um, y'all connect with Kathy. Um, just connect with her. Okay. Just listen to what she has to share and consider factoring in cycle syncing to your life. Um, I have really just started looking into it over the last couple of months and I haven't fully grasped the concepts yet, but what little bit I have learned and understood has already changed a lot of things for me. So uh, I truly believe it's gonna do the same for you. So um, thank you uh, for being here. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't yet connected with me, I am uh, on social at dr.michellemarie mostly Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. What the heck was I just saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, there's other ways to connect with me as well. And you can also check out my website at www.drmichellemarie.com. And all the links for both of us will be in the show notes as well. So thank you all for your time. And we will see you again on the next episode of Bedroom Talks, Get Financially Intimate. Thank you so much.